Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. I hear, hey, I'm interested in accepting Bitcoin. I want to use Bitcoin in my business, but my accountant won't like it or it's going to be too hard. Like, don't let that be the hurdle for you not accepting Bitcoin or using Bitcoin in the way that you think you potentially could. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Joe Wood, who's the founder of Satoshi Pacholi Accounting Services, a Bitcoin-focused accounting business that helps Bitcoin companies push forward faster. Joe is a licensed CPA with nearly 15 years of experience. He's done everything from auditing to financial reporting to managing a shared services accounting department. He's been a Bitcoiner for several years after going deep down the rabbit hole in 2020. And this is the second interview we've had with Joe. Our last one was back in August. If you want to listen to that, that is linked in the show notes below. Of course, before we get to our interview with Joe, we do have this week's Bitcoin meetup spotlight. And this week, it's the Bitcoin proof of drink meetup. The Bitcoin Proof of Drink Meetup is the longest running Bitcoin meetup in Louisiana. Meetups are scheduled for the first Tuesday of each month, and they meet at the Bulldog in Baton Rouge. Whether you're a curious beginner or a seasoned pleb, they have the right level of one-on-one interaction to keep you entertained and informed. Come join them for some of the best Bitcoin discussions that are available in the greater Baton Rouge area. You can find them on Twitter at BTCPOD Meetup. And if you don't happen to be in the Baton Rouge area but want to find a Bitcoin meetup near you, I encourage you to download the Oshi app where you can do just that. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Joe right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. You ready for these? Absolutely. So the first question I switch up whenever I have someone on for a second time. And the question is this, what is the part of the Bitcoin rabbit hole that you've been going down most recently or been interested in most recently? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's really been trying to focus more on the privacy tools that are out there. Uh, understanding those at a better level. Uh, like it's one of those things where it's a, can be a little bit harder as far as degree of difficulty. And like, it's a lot easier to download a wallet or buy a hardware wallet, like start there. Uh, but really understanding the privacy side of things uh, of like, yeah, maybe you're not doing it because you need a hundred percent of your transactions to be 
uh, hidden or not public, right? But understanding how those things can work and that you your transactions don't inherently need to be seen by everyone or know or be tied back to you know your personal identity the way we currently have it in the world today. Um, and so trying to learn about those first, try them out, and so that you know there are tools out there so that when people do start accepting Bitcoin, using Bitcoin, uh, it's not in a way that is completely able to be completely surveilled uh, the way the current system is. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? Yeah, I think this is one that probably took a while for me. Uh, just like it's kind of a trope, but it's like it's not all really about the price. Um, it's kind of easy to say that after a while, but like, you know, it's either it's going to work and, you know, there's going to be global adoption and the price today is a minuscule amount of what it's going to be ultimately, or it's not going to work for whatever reason. And again, the price doesn't matter. Right. So like the the key factors of learning about it, understanding it, using it in a proper way, uh, those are, are much more important and the price will do whatever it's doing based on that adoption, based on the tools that are getting built in the, in the ecosystem. What's the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is one resource, but I think uh, depending on where you're at, like if you can find a local Bitcoin community that you can learn from in person, there's a there's an element there. The more you can interact with it in real life, I think is very bullish for Bitcoin. So beyond Bitcoin, what is a tool, resource, or idea that's been helpful to you or your business recently? Yeah, I mean, for me, really starting Satoshi Petroli a year ago, it's really been the idea of like, you know, it's it's kind of that proof of work concept for Bitcoin, but it is really like, you know, you can get your name out there, you can market it as much as you want, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to, you know, when you're doing work for people, do they appreciate it? Is it good? Is it valuable to them? Uh, if you do that, if you do it effectively, uh, it will kind of speak for itself where if they're happy with your services, they're going to tell other people. Um, and so like, that's really been the thing. Like I knew going in doing this, like that was going to be a key factor, but like, it really is self-evident as you kind of go along, as you make more contact it's less and less from, hey, I found you on Google and more and more like, hey, I heard about you from somebody else who used your services. And so mm -hmm. that's been really uh, insightful to see. And now we have our final arbitrary but insightful question. And it's this as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Yeah, this is one I struggle with. I think going back and forth on it, I think it's one of those things where you're probably better off doing the opposite of what comes naturally to you. And so mm. I'm someone that would probably naturally ask why for a lot of things. Uh, and so trying to probably break out of that mold for yourself of, hey, if I'm always asking why, that's great. You'll probably learn a lot of things. Uh, asking why not for me is probably a valuable tool there as well to uh, think about what other possibilities are out there that I'm not considering. And so, yeah, I would just probably try to say, be counterintuitive there. Like whatever comes naturally, push against it and do the opposite. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. 
Bitcoin.com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. That's a good word right there. Well, Joe, we're here today to talk about Satoshi Petroli and more importantly, talk about how business owners need to be thinking about Bitcoin when it comes to accounting. So we're just a few weeks outside of peak tax season. Maybe you could share with us about reflections for your work with Satoshi Petroli across the last year, a little bit more. As you just mentioned, you've been in business for about a year. Some reflections and thoughts, especially coming out of tax season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, yeah, a couple of lessons from tax season, which is like, it's definitely a need right now in the industry. Uh, it was, you know, the last couple of months, I picked up more clients than I had, you know, previously in probably the last, uh, the previous, like, first eight, nine months. And so, like, that's an immediate need that everyone has every year, right? Um, it's a building off of that from a resource of, hey, it's it's one of those things every year that people need. Uh, I think coming off of that, a lot of the businesses and individuals I work with uh, had their books in really great shape. Uh, and it's really easy to do tax returns based on really clean books. It's a lot more effort and work if you drew in a bunch of cleanup around that time. Um, and so I was fortunate that I was able to work with a bunch of people that were in pretty good shape at that time. Um, and it's one of those things where you, you know, kind of know it going in, but it's one of like, it's always easier said than done, right? Of like, hey, I had everything cleaned up at by January 15th or January 10th or whatever the case is. Um, but the more you can do that, the more lead time you have, um, is always beneficial from a tax perspective. Uh, I mean, it's always interesting to see. I did a bunch of individual returns this year as well, just because that's a, lot, a bunch of people came to me and that's kind of what they needed. Um, and it's, it, it's kind of, I think, probably be surprising for most people outside the accounting industry of like the business return are generally a lot easier to do, just given that they've already been do going through this stuff. They have their stuff organized versus the individual. It's like, Hey, I got all these tax forms. I don't really know what I'm doing with them versus the business is like, they've been doing that all year already. So like a lot of times individual tax returns, you would think they should be simpler, but they can actually end up being a lot more work. If someone's listening to this right now, they're thinking about beginning to incorporate Bitcoin into what they're doing in their business. What would be your guidance for them, your recommendations for them so that, first of all, they don't have a headache. Second of all, you or whoever their accountant might be doesn't have a headache either. Probably the best place to start as far as like, hey, you're thinking about it. What, what are the first steps? Um, I would say really the most important thing is make sure that you have a good system where you're tracking how you're receiving that Bitcoin in. 
Uh, and so there are a bunch of tools out there. I'll just pick Ibex as kind of the, the one of the big examples right now of like, if you want to plug in Ibex and be able to receive payments through Ibex, they have a great platform for that. Uh, and so if you're using them as a tool, uh, they're going to inherently have a whole bunch of data there they can use uh, to generate your cost basis, funnel that into your accounting system. Um, and so something like that, that's kind of fully custodial, uh, a little bit more expensive, uh, but easy to use, plug into your business. That's kind of probably the the most, the easiest plug and play. Uh, whereas you can also get down to more, uh, you know, native Bitcoin where you're running it through something like BTC pay server, where you're still getting similar uh, data out of it, being able, still being able to track it. Um, but having more work, more management there on the node side and really having to have a little bit more technical knowledge there. Um, and so, you know, if you're a hardcore Bitcoin or maybe you want to plug right into BTC pay server, uh, whereas like your business, you're interested, you want to be able to accept Bitcoin, maybe IBEX is a better starting point there. And so knowing where you're at in the process is really important. But fundamentally, the, the question is, are you going to get the data out of that set up so that you can go back and track i received x amount of bitcoin here is the us dollar price at the time that's what i'm going to need to be able to record because that you know for a while at least now you know maybe 10 20 30 years from now we won't do this but right now everyone's reporting their taxes in us dollars right so uh you need to have that basis uh kind of as a fundamental concept when you're doing your your taxes at the end of the year. Mm. So how do you keep that basis? Is it just making sure that you know what price you bought it at and you're very clear about that? And then are there any other considerations when it comes to valuing your Bitcoin? Yeah. So yeah, fundamentally it is, you need to know what the price was at the time you received it. Uh, and so, you know, if you're, you have a $30 item, like you have X amount of sats for that. Right. Um, but you need to know at the time of receiving those sats, hey, hey it was worth X amount. Um, and then from there, as long as you have that data, when you actually go to tax time, you can use different strategies as far as uh, if you were to go to sell that Bitcoin and realize a gain or loss, uh, you can have adjustments there. And so it may be that I want to just keep it simple and say, you know, I received a Bitcoin, or I received $30 in Bitcoin a year ago. I needed to use that to sell, pay a vendor. Um, I, I sold that a year later, I sent it to somebody a year later, uh, and the price varied from 30 to $35,000. And so I have that $5,000, uh, gain there. So like, as long as you have that documented, you can always go back and record it. Uh, alternatively, I could say, Hey, I want to, I, you know, I'm DCA and I bought, you know, every month and I want to use the most recent Bitcoin because that's going to have the smallest change between when I bought it and when I used it or I sold it. Um, and so you have options there as far as what you want to do when you're realizing you're, uh, you're a gain or loss. But the having the, the setup there where you can go back and I have, whether it's you have 10 transactions for the year, or you have 10,000 transactions for the year, uh, having that data to go back to uh, is the most important part there. Could you share with us some of the more interesting conversations you're having, just like themes of conversations as you're talking to business owners, whether they actually are leaders at a Bitcoin focused company or they're just small business owners who are accepting Bitcoin and incorporating it into what they're doing? What are some of the more interesting or exciting types of conversations you're having that are more strategic in nature? Yeah, I mean, 
a lot of it right now has been interesting in the last couple of months of, of discussions around, hey, we're a Bitcoin company, but we still have all these fiat liabilities. Like we still are going to keep most of our money in fiat, right? Uh, and that, you know, especially if, you know, you receive money from, from VCs or something where you have a certain amount of runway, maybe it's 10 months, maybe it's 20 months, but like you don't want the price to go down at the wrong time and not be able to hit your goals because of that price volatility. But there's been, I think, a little bit of mind mindset shift in the community of, hey, there's also another risk here if I were to hold 100% or even 90% of my funds in fiat and it happens to be in a bank like Silicon Valley. And if you they didn't get bailed out the last minute there, right? Like there's a whole bunch of uh there's a whole bunch of risks there that I don't think that even Bitcoin are fully appreciated in the system. And so a mindset there of, hey, maybe we should have even setting aside the fact that like it's a good store of value and it may go up over time. Maybe I should have 20 percent of my my money in Bitcoin uh, because if everything, you know, in the banking sector collapse tomorrow, I have still have 20 percent that I could bank on, keep on going and figure things out from there. Uh, a lot of talk around like, hey, how are we going to make payroll next week if all, you know, if the banking system's not working, right? And so that was kind of, a, I think, an alarmist, extremist position two, three, four months ago. Um, and now it's something where still unlikely, right? Uh, but something that you want to plan for and think about. That leads me to the question of like industry standards. Do you find that in conversation with other accountants, with other firms, there's beginning to be some like principles when it comes to holding Bitcoin that you would recommend the business owners begin thinking about? Or is it too early to have developed something like that? Yeah, I think it's pretty early for that. I think it's, you know, it's a, a small market right now where, uh, the amount of companies that are holding Bitcoin is still going to be relatively small. Um, and so I, I think, you know, the, the percentage of Bitcoin companies that are holding Bitcoin is certainly higher than the, the broader, you know, business community, right? Uh, but it, like the percentage that you're holding is still going to be relatively small. And, you know, largely they're in a space where um, they don't have the, they're not the best position to be holding Bitcoin as well, right? Um a company, you know, I'll just pick Unchained Capital because they just raise a bunch of money. But like someone like them who's more well established, that has a more refined business model, they're probably more comfortable holding a bigger portion of their their assets in Bitcoin. Whereas someone who you know just started up, maybe raised five hundred thousand million dollars, um, and you know they're not hitting, they're not getting a ton of revenue yet. They're not. Uh, they're not profitable, like that's going to be a lot harder for them to hold a sizable portion versus like once you've been around for two, three, four years, you're bringing in income, like those businesses are naturally going to be able to hold Bitcoin on your balance sheet in a conservative way a lot easier. So when it comes to Satoshi Petroli, what do you see the future being? I'm, I'm curious just to know from your perspective as a business owner yourself, one thing that I can say is that you've done an amazing job of getting out there in front of the Bitcoin community, being of service, showing up, you know, having tables, sponsoring different events. But where do you see the future for your business? What are some things you're thinking about for yourself in order for you to grow into whatever you like your business to be in the future. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I've been thinking about 
uh, especially, you know, lately, uh, this first year has really been just myself, you know, bringing my my experience and expertise to the industry, uh, but really thinking broader than that and that, you know, my my skill set, my experience is limited compared to, you know, the full full range of what, you know, businesses potentially could need out there. And so one of the things I want to do next year, have on the, the radar, just like really expanding the tax side of things, you know, whether that means bringing on one or two additional people so that we can more broadly support businesses that want to have uh, tax returns, but also individuals uh, where I think there's a real need out there. There's probably a, a gap in the market between, hey, I have a really expensive CPA firm that's always been doing my taxes and you pay a thousand dollars and they, they're, they're doing fine, but they're not Bitcoin native and they're really expensive. And, hey, I took my taxes to HR blocked. I don't really understand them, but they get done, they get filed um, and it's not that expensive. I think there's probably a, a, a market gap there, especially for Bitcoiners, where they would like to have someone comfortable with Bitcoin, Bitcoin native, uh, that could provide them that same level of service or, or higher than H&R Block and have a, a really good value add there. Um, and really, yeah, just get out there more in the community so that you're, you're providing more services for Bitcoiners than I would be able to individually of just doing you know, taxes all the time, but having people uniquely focused on that. And then I think more broadly, just as we look to really what businesses are going to need in the next year, um, it's been it's been interesting to see in that I've gotten to work with a bunch of different Bitcoin startups. Uh, and they're largely at the point now where I'm able to do that because they don't need a ton of attention yet. Um, and so it'll be mm -hmm. really interesting to see over the next year, two years, uh, I expect a lot of them to grow. And so what does that need? How do I ramp up as far as staffing on my side uh, so that it aligns with additional needs and resources that they're going to have as they grow? Um, eventually, you get to the point where you just need to hire full-time people. Um, but I think a lot of them are in a, in a situation where that temporary support, that guidance there, um, I think we can scale up Satoshi Patrol to the extent that we have kind of a best-in-class expertise where people feel comfortable going to us until they're ready to hire, kind of fill out that full-time staff for their organizations. And so um, really expanding it just beyond myself, bringing in some really good people, whether that's part-time, full-time, uh, but really to looking to meet the needs of of uh, these Bitcoin businesses as they grow and support them further. And so a few questions have come to mind as you've been talking over the last few minutes. The first one is when you're looking to hire, do you see yourself going to the Bitcoin community and trying to find people who can work for you in that realm? Or is it just finding other people and kind of bringing them into the world of Bitcoin? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I, I would lean towards the first one. I, my a temptation, I think, naturally is to say, I worked with these people in the past. I know they're good, whether they're Bitcoiners or not. Like, I, I'm comfortable with them. Um, and so I, I think that's a kind of a natural thing to do. But I think you probably limit your pool of talent there. Um, and so looking at the broader Bitcoin space, I think uh, the the wealth of talent out there that is focused on Bitcoin um, or, you know, would like to focus on Bitcoin if they could is really pretty large there. And so I'd love to get into the place where it is, hey, I'm a Bitcoiner. 
I'm doing, you know, whether it's you're a CPA, you're working in tax, you're working in an accounting department somewhere, um, and I want to get a foot in the industry, like bringing those people type of people on, you know, whether it is teaching them more about Bitcoin or teaching them more about accounting, right? Um, I'd love to be in a position where we're more focusing more on like, hey, here's all the accounting stuff that maybe I can add value in. Uh, and you're teaching me about some Bitcoin stuff that I'm not as familiar with. Like, I think there could be a good back and forth trade off there. Sure, sure. And, you know, just to reiterate, like, I feel like you've done an amazing job of building a good brand in the space over the last year or so. So as you're looking to grow, you know, there may be some sense in which other people can say, hey, I can just start my own thing. But to be able to hop into a brand that's already gained trust and to be a part of what you're doing is it yeah. seems like it would be an easy sell. So yeah. the next question is you mentioned looking to kind of expand out to maybe more uh, personal clients or individual clients. What is a good client for you? Like if someone's listening to uh, this podcast right now, they're thinking, hey, for right now, I'm not, you know, all in on Bitcoin in my business, but I own some Bitcoin. What type of person might find value in reaching out to you for a conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think there'll be around kind of tax time, there's a natural like, hey, I have my taxes for the year, like anyone who's has their taxes that they're filing themselves, if they're not 100% confident with it, like those people, I would say, certainly reach out, we probably can help you out. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm an accountant, so it's a little easier for me to say, but like I always did my own taxes where it's like I go through the tax program, mark all the boxes there, right? I feel pretty confident when I'm submitting to the IRS. Um, I, I'm assuming there's probably a bunch of other people that are doing their taxes uh, where they're, they're generally pretty comfortable with it. The tax software is pretty good, uh, but maybe they would need a little extra support there. And so like for those people, um, they're happy to help them out, certainly. I think what I ran into a bunch of this year is like, a bunch of individuals in the Bitcoin space, a bunch of them have these side projects that they have going on. And so like, you see a ton of that entrepreneurship in the space where I'm primarily an individual. You know, I have a W-2 job, but I also have, you know, this K-1 I got. I have this side business that I need to report on. Um, and so a ton of that I saw this year as far as like Bitcoiners really just having a pretty simple return. Uh, but because they are interested entrepreneurial like working in the bitcoin space you know selling something for bitcoin um you know a ton of that as far as a little bit more complicated tax return than you know if you just have a w-2 job and you, you know your taxes should be kind of one page and then how about the businesses you know first of all you said in the future you're schedule might get packed out with these businesses as they grow your business is scaling along with their business so you may have your hands full with what you have now but as you have capacity what types of businesses would be the best fit for satoshi patrolli yeah what i really try to focus and, and target people on is you know if you're at a point where you know you've started up a business uh really kind of early stage even you know just so that you need to get quickbooks set up or you know you, you know, you're starting to think about, you know, your business idea, like there's probably no time where you're too early as far as, you know, getting set up and, and working with us. Um, and then I think anyone up to the point where, you know, you're ready to hire a full time controller. Um, and so you're at that point where, hey, you really need a full time 40 plus hours a week dedicated person in the trenches. Um, you know, that's that's a point where, you know, you hire that person they can add a ton of value to your organization, but they're not going to be cheap. They're going to be expensive. So you're going to be paying a lot out there uh, and commit that to, you know, a, 
a firm part of your business. And so I think there's a, a wide gap there between when you need that expertise um, and when you know, you're ready to pay a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, depending on kind of your your business and your setup um, for that type of person. Um, and so, really filling that gap from basically, I would say zero to you know that full time controller CFO person. So, Joe, before we finish up today, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners as a way to just encourage them as they're thinking about how they can accept Bitcoin in their business? If you're a Bitcoiner, you probably are familiar with a lot of the services out there um, as far as what's available. Um, but if you're not, if you're trying to kind of just learn, if you, you stumble upon this as far as like, hey, I'm interested in Bitcoin, I have a business, I'd love to be able to ex- accept Bitcoin, but I don't know where to start, reach out to us, you know, we can we can get you started there. And then I think probably more importantly, get you in and contacted with all these different services. There's a whole bunch of options out there right now. Um, and I would always try to say from an accounting standpoint, like, I hear hey, I'm interested in accepting Bitcoin. I want to use Bitcoin in my business, but my accountant won't like it or it's going to be too hard. Like, don't let that be the hurdle for you not kind of accepting Bitcoin or using Bitcoin in the way that you think you potentially could. And where can people go to find out more about you and Satoshi Pacholi? SatoshiPacholi.com, Satoshi Pacholi um, on Twitter. Uh, those are probably the two best places. So those you, you'll definitely get in touch with me, either one of those. You can also, you know, I'll, I'll do a plug for BitList now because there's a whole bunch of services on there. I'm on there as well. So tax, legal, you know, a whole bunch of other uh, services that you might have more locally. Check out BitList.com. Um, and that, that's a, just a great avenue if you're looking to do work with other Bitcoiners, people that accept Bitcoin for payment. Uh, I would say go there as well. Great. All right. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Joe, you can find our links down in the show notes. And if you're looking for some support and accepting Bitcoin in your business, consider Satoshi Pacholi Accounting. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value for value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes. So if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today